I think you can hear me now. Yes, I can hear you, and it's recording, and it does what it does. That was painless. Interesting. Oh, my. Am I actually coming through okay? Yes, yes, you are. I'm not distant or anything like that? No, you're, you're really good. Oh, wow. Um, that That's was, unusual. That, was, that is very unusual, yes. Good to see you. Oh, well, let, let me go grab my coffee real quickly. All right. All right. <sighs> I think I'm back. Do you see my new background? It's I was gonna. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's different. Do you have an attic in your space now? Uh, yes, we do. That's that starts to the attic. Yes, and we put a lot of stuff in there um, because we um, have lots more stuff than we thought. <laughs> I see. And no plants. What happened to all the plants? Um. Well, we had to get rid of some, and one is standing there, and that is behind my new desk, so I'm, I'm not sitting at my desk at the moment. And some plants are um, in the in the in somewhere in the apartment, but a lot fewer than before. I see because less space, less sun, um, but. All in all, a uh, better place. Closer to the central business district, as it were? Uh, no, it's about the same, actually. And the the, um, the place that we're interested in is the train station. So it's about the same distance from the train station, but much less traffic. So it's much safer to get there. Which is which wasn't the point of us moving, but it is a very very nice benefit. Um, yeah. All right. You want to start? Uh, <laughs> I'm so out of practice. When was the last time we actually spoke? I'm. We we last time we spoke was in Nevada. Really, when yes. we were actually when you yes. actually saw each other yes. in person, which I still the, there's one thing that I remember from that, and I forget where it was. You were you drove from Gerlach to Reno, right? Yes, yes, I did. And I almost did you drive the whole way. I drove the whole way, and I almost hit a Lamborghini. I I remember that part, and I don't know if I woke up just in time for that part um it was that would have been the most hilarious thing ever <laughs> it would not have been hilarious no it would have been hilarious i think just considering lamborghinis and things like that i, I don't How know it, i say who, that who, whose fault would have would it have been because it the lamborghini passed me on passed us on the right side and so I was, I did, I didn't see it. It wasn't, I mean, the car was full and it came on the right side and I don't know. So, so if I had. Did know, that happen a lot? No, no. It just came but, up very fast. And, and what, but I mean, people passing on the right and your driving experience in the U.S., did that happen a lot? Sure. Um, really? Quite, quite a quite a, more than here although it happens here too really i thought that was something that was relatively unheard of in germany no no it happens it's it's not I mean, it's not common, relatively it's yeah. re relatively uncommon yes i think it's getting less i maybe it's just me but i think it's getting less common here i don't know well that lamborghini i'm very glad that i did not hit it because it yes, would not yes. have been I mean, hilarious I, and i think it would have been hilarious <laughs> Well, okay. I, I'm glad it did not happen. <laughs> I'm very glad it did not happen. Um, but, 
what are you looking for? This is what I get for? for not opening up my personal computer. Uh, I'm glad the Lamborghini didn't happen. The reason I bring that up is that every time I see, so we swapped cars between my my mom and and I, because our car was going into the shop, mm-hmm. and that X3, the 2004 X3, has incredibly stiff driving. And I don't know if that's just common for BMWs in Germany to have very, very stiff driving, meaning that to get a response out of mm-hmm. the vehicle, you have mm-hmm. to do more turning. Okay. Um, as opposed to the new X3, which I think is more geared, which with all the bells and whistles on it, has incredibly sensitive driving, meaning you don't have to turn the wheel that much and it does not take that much okay. force to turn the wheel. I have no idea. I have no idea about cars. I don't I do drive, but this year I drove on maybe three separate days. Oh total. Okay. Cause I think you were fine driving as like, yeah, it was a German car, no problem. Like very German when you said that. And I, I will I'm I'm never gonna forget that. I forget it's odd the the weird things that I remember. I almost have an entirely involuntary memory. What do you mean? So you, you don't you you can't decide well, on what you remember and what you don't. Well, there's there's this concept of involuntary memory, meaning that in a certain moment you will remember something without trying to recall it. Sure. Yeah. So I'll just be in front of the car and then it, that memory of you saying, hey, no, it was a German car, it was fine, will come up. I I remember almost hitting the Lamborghini, That's, <laughs> but I didn't remember that until you brought it up yeah. and I confirmed, oh, yes, that is a memory that is in my – I remember it. It was a red Lamborghini, if I remember correctly. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I would I, bet I, that I, it was not a red that. Lamborghini, but I have no idea. I didn't think about the Lamborghini until you – Talked about driving to Reno. Yeah. I also remember stopping at the side of the road on the on the route that comes off the highway. So there's two ways to get there, and we took the right we took at the interstate and then got off the interstate and drove straight north, whereas the way that I'm us- that I usually take now is the Pyramid Lake route. Mm-hmm which I think we took at some point. No, we took the Pyramid Lake route on the way to uh, Gerlach. Oh, we did? And also on the way back, so I don't know. At least we passed the museum both times, pretty sure. No, the the museum is right before where you turn. Ah, So basically, if you drive straight past the museum... You go to the you go the I eighty route, and if you hang a right I mean, by the museum, you go. I the, did not have to make very many choices where to go. <laughs> yeah, there there are not very many choices, but and that was not quite a year ago. Not that was in June. Okay. I mean, that was half a year ago, which is crazy. And uh, right. I do have recordings on my computer that I have not listened to. And I even have a full episode on my computer that we recorded before um, I came to Nevada, which I will not continue editing because I already edited it once and then, but I wasn't happy with it. So I'm not going to finish that. And I think I'm just going to, um, so to the listeners. If you're listening to this, uh, the next episode will just come out with no show notes because uh, it's a two-hour recording, which is, I think it's a very good episode. But Did you put it on the website? No, not yet. I, I, I did edit Let- it and showed, gave it to you and you never got around Wait, wh- to doing the show notes. When did you give it to me? May, probably. <laughs> Which episode was this? Uh, when we talked to Angelica. Oh, yeah. So we- it's on, so I can do the show notes for it. Yes, you can. Okay, but so I'll, I, I will have do it, those. I will re-upload it because I improved the edit. Uh, okay, great. 
but then it's I will there do the show notes. If I yeah. if I don't <laughs> do the show notes tomorrow, then it will never be released. How about that? Then I have to re-upload it, but I can do that. Yeah, I'll do that tonight. Okay, so um, I have then I have to edit out this part because we're talking about something that will probably be released by now. It's fine. <laughs> People will know whether or yeah. not I did it based on... Yeah. I can put in the show notes for this episode. I didn't do the show notes for that one episode. Yeah. You'll know what we're talking about when we get there. Yeah. So that was a thing. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was weird. I left Nevada and... People don't know what we did in Nevada because and I don't know if they ever find out. And then there was somehow, I don't know, lots of stuff. There was lots of stuff going on. And uh, somehow, even though I spent another three weeks in the in the States, or at least two and a half weeks, uh, I did not find the right time and uh, patience to edit anything, which is interesting. But... It was a good time. Um, so, whoever is listen, listening to this, you're listening to Several Ways to Live, a podcast formerly, back back in the day, was about Mexico and Mexican food and Mexican culture, but not anymore. At least we, we one of the next episodes, or maybe not, is an episode where we talk with a Mexican. So that's good. And in Nevada, we did have really good Mexican food. <sighs> Don't make me miss it. Whenever people ask uh, me and Catherine as well, uh, when we talk about Mexico and then they ask, do you miss it? And then I, I stop for a moment because I don't miss living in Mexico City. But somehow i do and but i can always say i miss the food and that's actually also something that we talked uh, to uh, with angelica about so that's not it's just it's the thing before i tell you what i'm up to before i continue um talking about my uh, trombone playing which i want to do because i it's a follow-up to what we talked about, I think, in the beginning of the year. Um, how was your summer? <sighs> I don't know if I'm quite ready to talk about it yet. That's fine. It was... Um, there were many epic things. The... The timeline. So Kristen, Raven, and I got on a train where we live. We took that train to New York, the train that I think you were supposed to take. So we actually yeah. I ended up doing that. <laughs> the train that I had, didn't I? I had tickets for that train twice already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to New York. Uh, we spent very little time in New York. We basically went to the hotel and went to dinner and then went back to the hotel and got on a boat to England. And I'd never I'd never spent much time in actual England before, the whole driving on the left thing. Uh, wait, wait, wait. And we took... You took a boat to England? Yes, we Why? took a boat to England. We took the Queen Mary 2. Because a colleague of mine who used to work for me when I worked it into it. And strangely enough, now he's a manager over there and he talks a lot about being a manager at Intuit. Um, wanted to do that for his 40th birthday party. He wanted a bunch of people to take the boat for his 40th birthday party. So we did. The Queen Mary 2, it's the last remaining ocean liner. And it was a wonderful trip. I loved it. I love being on the boat. I can't wait to do that again sometime. And Kristen loved being in England. <laughs> we went to go see uh, Long Meg and her sisters, which was a big stone circle. We stayed at we stayed in a castle in the lake region, uh, the lakes region of England, 
and it has a better name. There's a more accurate name for that that I'm forgetting. We also stayed in York for a little bit, not New York, Old York. So we did stay in New York and we stayed in Old York, known as just York. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. Uh, got some ghosts from the York Ghost Merchants and flew back home and got COVID while we were there. We didn't even realize that we had COVID. Um, Raven got it first. It was funny. Raven's first big fever emergency we had while we were staying in a castle in very rural England where there was nothing. There, It was rather... It was a scary experience, but we made it through, and Raven's a tough little kid, and he made it through just fine. Uh, but he caught COVID probably on the train and then gave COVID to us, probably. I mean, obviously, you never know. And we actually were flying with COVID. We didn't realize it at the time. We were both exhausted and tired. We weren't feverish. Actually, I think we were. We, we did end up presenting with fevers when we were in the US. Nobody cared. They just let us through. We were both, we just thought we were exhausted from the trip and the jet lag. Nope, we had COVID. We got back home, took COVID tests and boom, we like the, I've taken so many of those COVID rapid tests Mm -hmm. in my time at Burning Man that you're just kind of waiting forever for that test line to show up on the rapid test and it's really faint and then it shows up and after a while 15 minutes later it's like oh okay it's all there and there's nothing going on in the you have covid line and then i remember putting the sample in for the covid test you took when you got home that like you have covid line lit up like a christmas tree (laughs) seconds after seconds after we you know put the the fluid and thing i'm like oh oh that's bad and I ended up missing Build Week for Burning Man, and the big project that I was going to do at Burning Man fell apart, partially because of logistics, partially because I wasn't there, partially because I should have never lit the green light on the thing in the first place, but it happens. Uh, so that really set off a kind of depressive episode. On top of the fact that I still haven't really reconnected with anybody post-pandemic that's not that doesn't live in Gerlach, oddly enough, or that doesn't actively do Burning Man stuff. So that's where I'm at. Um, actually, people asked about you on Mastodon, and I could tell them that you're fine, or at least you're alive. That's what did they ask? Not just. Um, they asked, not me specifically. Someone, someone uh, mentioned me to uh, to ask. Um, just um, what are you up to, <laughs> or why are you so quiet? Oh, why we haven't released an episode in forever? No, no, they didn't know about the podcast. <laughs> oh, they didn't know about the podcast, no, no, no. and they were asking about us. Wait, they asked about us. You. Hmm. Well, I have they to just, go back and I. They wanted to know if you're if you're fine. Yeah, I'm. Eh. Mm-hmm. I have enough executive function this week to put together a podcast with you. How about that? <laughs> I would not have been able to had Kristen not taken our two-year-old out to go visit a historical village somewhere fifty minutes from here. Um, funny that you. I don't know if you've used the term executive function before. I don't think so, but I wouldn't have known what it is until probably last week when I read about what's the, what's the inverse executive dysfunction? Probably. Yeah. 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 But you're here and we can talk. So that's good. Um, Indeed I am. Let's talk about one fun stuff. One fun thing. Yes. I think in the last episode that we released, I talked about, and the people asked me about it actually later. Uh, I uh, talked about wanting to learn the trombone. And I've been playing the trombone for over 30 years now, but I've never actually learned how to play a brass instrument. Obviously, I did learn. What and does it that was, mean? 
this means that I never knew what I was doing. I never had a real trombone teacher, at least. I, I did have some teeth, but I had lessons maybe for a total of three years uh, when I was in mm -hmm. school. Um, I never uh, deliberately practiced having a plan no, and knowing why I was practicing stuff. I think I mostly, I don't know what I did when I was young. But I um, later, I think, um, so when I was in university, I always had bands, but I only played, I practiced the songs, and but nothing else. So I did not, improvement in my trombone playing only came by playing music, which was good enough for a long time. And then I think, as I explained, uh, it's not good enough anymore. Because uh, the I, we don't have weekly band rehearsals, uh, so I don't play at least those two hours per week. And even even if, I mean, two hours per week is just not a lot of time of playing an instrument. So I finally decided to um, find me a teacher and ask what I should do instead. And I did find the absolute perfect teacher. Um, so this teacher, Ralf Werner is his name. He will not listen to this. Um, he teaches a method um, devised by a professor. Actually, he, uh, he, he the professor taught uh, or is still teaching in Mainz, which is fairly close by here. Uh, he's very well known, at least in Germany, Well, I didn't know him, but I don't know anybody. And that professor, Malte Burba, um, he um, created, basically, it's, it's a training program. It's a training program um, with um, exercises that are intended to teach the body to move correctly, to do the right thing for brass playing. And playing a brass instrument is very different from most from actually all other instruments um uh, most important part is um you create the tone yourself so the the body creates the tone and there's basically just three things that are that that have to work together that's uh, the most important part really the absolutely most important part is breathing breathing in breathing out uh, but that is much harder than it sounds then you have to to train the tongue because the tongue is very much uh, responsible for the pitch of the note and then you have to train the lips as well but the lips are really not that important at all And so, uh, what I'm doing since February... You mean training yeah. the lips is not that important? No, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's part of... They say that, um, so, uh, for brass playing, uh, 50% of brass playing is breathing, 30% is the tongue, and then 20% is the lips. And the lips is just a lot of, a lot of brass players, and... Way too much uh, of stuff that you find on YouTube concentrates on what to do with the lips, but the lips oh, really—they okay. are not—they—they have—they—they they, um, have to create a counterforce so that the, the vibrations uh, can ha or the the tone can be created. But it's not like you—you you don't change the pitch of a note by changing anything with your a new word that I learned embouchure. Um, that in German would be Ansatz. Um, but it's just that um, they're just not as important as everybody thinks. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing about six, seven, eight uh, um, exercises each day. I'm not going to explain all of these exercises, but they involve um, um, even whistling. <laughs> um, yeah, doing stuff... Uh, 
uh, forming vowels with the tongue while only using the back of the tongue and keeping the tongue very, very loose. It looks ridiculous. Um, I even I, I learned a new instrument as well. Let me show you. Yeah. This is... Okay, I can't show you all of it because it's a meter long. Oh, I, I can show you like this. Do you know what this is? A didgeridoo? It's a didgeridoo made up of um, pipes, plastic pipes. Because uh, didgeridoo is a brass instrument. Because the way you play it is it's not made of brass. Right, but yeah. the way you play it is exactly like you play brass instruments. Okay, I can see. I mean, I I can see that. Yes. Yeah. It, it took my, it, it, it's taking me a second to wrap my brain around. But yes, I see that. Let me play. Why not? Yeah, and I should practice my circular breathing. Yeah, admittedly, I was. I it's it's shocked to see that. It, I mean, honestly, that looks more like an, an elongated recorder when you showed it to me. <laughs> but, but no, that's that has a didgeridoo sound to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Because so so and that is that is used to somehow even teach the tongue to be further forward in the mouth. Because that's good, apparently, for brass playing. And also, it's a very good instrument to practice breathing and practice something else that I've learned this year, at least I'm starting to learn, is circular breathing. Uh, circular breathing is actually not circular, but it's basically uh, I can play a A note for basically for, not forever, of, uh, of course, but uh, for many minutes. I can play one note because I'm breathing while I'm playing, which is really cool. But I can't do it on the on the trombone just yet. Not not good enough. So, but at one point I'll be on stage and use circular breathing to hold the note longer, which is interesting. I I, I do play on the trombone too, so I still have to play today because that's um, one of the things. Um, that my teacher says and his teacher because he started with this professor you have to practice every day and you have to do all the exercises every day and that is hard it's really hard and it's it's I still I'm what's what's hard let me ask you this what is hard about it for you it takes up at least an hour and a half of my day and this hour and a half is not this is not I cannot exchange an hour and a half on the sofa with an hour and a half practicing because you have to concentrate and to be honest I can't I, I have not managed to do this uh, uh, every day since February obviously but um, uh, I'm trying um, so you have to concentrate um, a lot to do it properly because you can practice but if you don't practice well then it doesn't matter then you better not practice at all and I so until February I mean I think I talked about it I was I was running again I was really hopeful I even signed up for a marathon in September and so, so I was doing lots of sports and I was doing well and then <laughs> the trombone was added to my schedule my schedule consists of taking care of the household a little bit and taking care of Catherine and working and sports and now playing the trombone and there's no kids involved. There's no, I don't even own a house. I don't have a car, so I don't have to take care of much, but it's a lot for me. So, um, and having to do this every day and having to this, this, I don't know. It's always in the back. It's still, I, I'm working on it. I think it's getting better, but it's still in the back of my mind that I still have to do stuff 
and and to do it every day <laughs> that's a good question but it's it's been hard at times but also it's been amazing because the progress i've made on the instrument is really really astonishing um i'm now playing at least so, so the most obvious um progress i've made is with the uh, high notes so the high pitched notes i can play notes now e with ease that i would have never expected to ever play uh, I, on the other hand everything every time i i play now songs that i've been playing for literally 16 years i notice how badly i'm playing them or at least I notice when I practice them, um, I notice how much better I can play them if I practice them, um, which is interesting. But that's that's also an effect. How, how, how yeah. do you know? Do you know how you notice? Let me ask you that. Yeah, I um, I notice much more. May, no, I notice, first of all, probably because I um, I am more observant. I'm more focused on what I'm doing. So I notice much better if my timing is off. And especially that's something, I don't think I've ever had a good ear. Uh, people always said that my intonation, so the how good is the note, tone, right? So how, how close am I, is, is my pitch to where it should be? It was never good. And I never knew how to correct that. Or how to practice for that, and so even just by playing every day or almost every day, my ear got a lot better. So I'm hearing my mistakes. I, simply, I I got better, and get, getting better means that I'm hearing more of what I'm playing, and I'm hearing much better if I'm playing correctly or not. Which is a weird effect because you um. This is not something that I came up with, but that I read and uh, got from my teachers that first, when you start this program, you you don't get better. If you get better, that's it's just it's 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 an it's an illusion, basically. After three months, you can tell that you got better or not. but and you get better over the years but it's a long process it's not a process it's much slower than for example with weightlifting or running if you first started uh, so it's a much slower process and it also it's not a linear process especially with with um, weights uh, weightlifting or running there's for a long time you have a maybe not a linear progression but you progress every week or at least every two or three weeks. And with learning the brass instrument, probably, I don't know if how it is with other instruments, it's not that linear. It uh, sometimes takes months for one exercise to get really good. Um, and at the same time, yeah, what I just uh, talked about, your hearing and your understanding of what you're doing gets better so you notice more mistakes so even if you don't get worse you think that you could get worse because you hear more of the mistakes you say that it's slower than working out is it is it slower the entire time does it do you notice uh, a lot of it, things right away, because this is a fairly recent development. You've noticed a lot of things. I guess if you could maybe compare the timing of the two things, like it picks up and then it slows down. It's. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm. So, I'm so much out. That's of a hard question. Sport. I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to hard. throw that one yeah. at you. Um, what's really interesting is that. Um, Progress comes in steps very often. So um, you, you don't notice it, but one day you can play stuff that you couldn't play before. Um, or exercises that you do just work. And that happens not... It, 
simply it doesn't happen continuously over a stretch of maybe six weeks. But nothing happens for five weeks and then in one week you make progress. Um, but I can't even give you a lot of examples. Uh, it's, it's just, it's so... It's something that is. It's so slow that you cannot motivate yourself by looking what happens week to week. That just doesn't work. That is something that you can do with weightlifting or at least with running, at least in the beginning for the first few years. Um, you can, you, you see how you get faster um, every month and you can, how you can endure or how you can run more uh, uh, distance every week. Um, and that slows as well, of course. Um, But it's also it also doesn't go in steps. You, anyways, this. <laughs> so this is this is very interesting. I could keep talking forever about what I'm doing uh, every day, but that is not uh, too um, interesting. And I don't know how can, how well I can explain. Why do you why, okay? Why do you say it's not interesting? Let me let me ask you that. Uh, What's not interesting about it? I wonder if people. I don't know how many musicians are listening to this, and it's also I I can it's it's easier to show stuff. It's very hard to explain what I'm doing while just talking about it. Hmm. Maybe, but so, I, I'd say yeah. that my hope is that I mean anybody that's still listening to us, I think has a high degree of okay. of patience for the dissemination of knowledge and a high degree of interest, not just in us, but I think in random things. Would you okay. say that you have a high degree of interest in perhaps unusual things or a greater degree of patience for the unusual than most people have? That is a good question. I'll think about that. Okay, let let me let me try. I, I'll go through what I have done today and what I still have to do today, and then I'm going to show oh, okay. you my my tr uh, new trombone. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you got a new? Why did you get a new one? Because I've been playing a beginner's instrument, or they call it a student instrument, for thirty years, and my. And you, did you know that you were playing a student instrument sure, for thirty years? Sure. Okay. Never paid it much money for it. Uh, and my teacher said, please, please get yourself a real instrument. No, he didn't say a real, but a, um, a good one. And he said, they're not going to get cheaper in the future. Um, so I got one. He doesn't like it at all. <laughs> but that's a, that's a different story. Um, Wait no 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 go go into that story what what so you you go and you okay. buy like he didn't tell you which one to buy no, like what's so the... first of all first of all my teacher is okay. a trumpet player which is fine because basically all brass instruments uh, work the same and it doesn't matter if he plays a trombone as well it's just what okay I mean the trombone has a has a fairly pronounced valve, yes. the length of which you can change. It's not a valve. If I understand correctly, that's where most of the tone it's, comes it's from. It's called a slide. Um, but yeah, but that is the only difference. I mean, we're talking about playing brass instruments. And so um, the the method, the, the play, how to play a brass instrument is, in the end, it's the same on every instrument. So, and I did not, um, yeah. I'm still debating with him what trombone-specific stuff I have to, uh, I should or can um, practice. But that's really that's a different topic. Uh, okay, uh, first, um, uh, so I need. Let me. Where's my mirror? Okay, I don't need a mirror to show you. I'll use my phone. Okay. No, I don't even have to show you. So I have a hand mirror with me at all times. Because uh, uh, most of these, uh, most of the exercises without the trombone, I need a mirror for. So the first uh, thing I do is practice, and this is I have one set of exercises, but of course these are not the exercises that I started with, 
and those won't be the exercises I do in a year from now. At least uh, most of them will be more advanced versions of these exercises. Um, so first thing uh, I do in the morning actually is, uh, yeah, uh, train my, my lips. It took me a few months to find all the muscles uh, around the mouth, uh, which is a ring muscle. So the mouth is uh, the, the lips, the lips, not the mouth. The lips uh, is a, a ring muscle uh, like the anus. Same thing. And Why did you have to point that out? Because I did not know what a ring muscle is when I started this. Okay, all right, poem. okay, okay, all right. That, that's fair. Yeah, fair. That's okay. the same thing. And um, I started by um, using few exercises to find all the muscles to be able to um, um, activate all the muscles in my lips, which took a long time. Um, I could go into detail how you do that, but uh, and uh, now what I do right now is I basically um, contract all the muscles in my lips for a long time, and I measure the time, and I try to um, do that longer and longer each day. Which is not true. I do it a little different than what my teacher told me to do. But I, I will show you, and then you, um, I will show you what what I do, and then I hold this for a minute or two. And then, not now, but, uh, and you will, sh can explain how I look? So it's this. You look like you're doing a weird thing with your mouth. Yes, that's exactly it. But this is, this is actually to train the muscles to build muscle tissue which takes years, um, so I've heard. That is, that is for, for uh, endurance, muscle endurance in the lips, which I appreciate. I, I, I have a gig next week. It's a private birthday party. I'll see. Wait, what? How does that? Have you done a private birthday party before? Like what? No, not mine. Someone, someone's it's a birthday party of a friend of a friend, and then... We play there. That's all. And that's what I'm wondering is how do you get, how do you get. Uh... And my thought was that I going to play an hour and a half and I'm going to see how much better my endurance. So the, my lips endurance is. My question is, how did you get the job? It's not a job. It's a friend of ours. Well, the singer. gig. How did. Oh, okay. So they just knew you and like, hey, yeah, you play the yeah, trombone. Yeah. Can you come blah, blah, blah. Okay. She's a fan. No, we're going to play with a band. So. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm not playing solo. At least not yet. If anybody wants to hire me, I'm up for it. Second thing I do is uh, train my, my tongue. I'm fairly good at this exercise. So. I basically I push my tongue uh, forward. I open my mouth like a uh, thumb wide, and then push my tongue forward, and then I do this. I, and I say this. Okay. Ran okay out now, of, now you yeah. look like my two-year-old who just discovered how their tongue works. Yeah, <clears throat> and. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it. You have to discover how everything works. Now, one, one part of that is also the same for the lips. You only move the muscles or you only uh, use the muscles that you need and nothing else. That is uh, hard in the beginning, very hard. So um, what I do here is move the back of the tongue up and down, or I say A-A-E, uh, which does that which moves the back of the tongue up and down and at the same time the rest of the tongue has to be perfectly relaxed and not move at all i've been doing this for half a year now it now it's working quite well um then i whistle i whistle trio now uh, it's not trio triole in uh, german is something else in english uh triplets triplets so i do this 
but nicer. And I do glissando. Each of this for five minutes. And now and then, I, the, the newest exercise I do is, uh, it's a preparation exercise. I try to basically whistle an A without without whistling. At, I, I have to explain, I'll, I'll explain the exercise once I really get to it. This is just preparation phase. Um, I practice breathing, breathing in um, with, so abdominal, how's it called? Abdominal breathing? No. Um, diaphragm. Yeah. Oh. The, with well, the diaphragm. Yeah. The abdominal Di breathing, diaphragm is the same diaphragm. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without uh, breathing into um, the upper lungs at all. Um, this is something that finally an exercise I can do on the train. So I sit uh, on the train and just um, raise my hands uh, behind my, my uh, head. And this basically locks, it stops the upper chest from breathing. You don't chest breathe anymore. So this is the, so you want to breathe deep down into the lungs and not use the upper lung, not use chest breathing. Uh, and you, and this is not something that my professor came up. This is this has been known for a long time. If you want to uh, stop chest breathing, you have to raise your hands over your head or um, behind your head, and um, that is so you really breathe deep into your lungs. So that's something because uh, usually what most people do is look at people sometimes. You'll see that some, you'll even see, even uh, especially if they, they're breathing heavily, they will raise their shoulders. And I did that probably in the, yeah, try to look at people. Um, and <laughs> that, is, that is one sign. Uh, and obviously you, you do some chest breathing, but... Uh, normally uh, but raising and many even brass players they raise their shoulders while breathing in now this shoulder raising is just it doesn't do anything it's this is one example of where you use muscles that you don't need uh, and so you shouldn't use them and so there's that's because you don't efficiency nick efficiency you only want to use the muscles like, that you like really bouncing need. up and down when you run. Sure. Yeah. All right. That's breathing in. Um, what else? Oh, I do the buzzing. That's that's a fairly normal. That's a, a pr uh, exercise with the instrument, basically. So I have here uh, a trombone mouthpiece with me, and then I do this. That is awful. But what's good about it? Like, what's, I guess, what's the point of that exercise? I actually don't know. <laughs> wait what wait that is what? that is one of the exercises that i don't know uh that i have not asked about yet but it's uh yeah i'm sorry um what's that all you tell me and then i do uh quite a few exercises with the instrument um different I play the same stuff every day. The same the one half hour is the same stuff, so it's not always the, n the same notes, but it's the same um, exercises. Because it's not about the exercises; it's about um, correctly breathing in with a very relaxed um, stomach and ab abdomen. Now, stomach—you can't relax the stomach, but uh, the, the abdomen. Uh, so we relax while breathing in 
and it has to be really firm when 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 playing when breathing out and um it's and that is one thing then um yeah that is actually that is the main focus of what i do for at least 15 minutes um because uh, i play the same exercises every day so i don't have to think about the exercises anymore but i can focus on what my body does and what i mean do you know what you're supposed to be focusing on like every time you're doing these exercises are you supposed to do a particular thing yes i can focus on um being relaxed while breathing in then on um breathing out firmly correctly I, I don't have the right words in english for this um um i, I don't even know what's what's the english word for a uh, stütze there is there's a word i have to look it up um it is it is basically let's yeah it is it's a air pump that's that's what you what you are it's an air pump it's getting sucking uh air in and blowing air out and you want to be very efficient and effective doing that it's a very physical uh ex it's it's an it's a physical exercise which is interesting yeah, of course. but it's it's not i mean i don't get sweaty uh it's not um hard on the body but it's it's a very It's not easy. It maybe it, it looks simple, but it's definitely not easy. No. Are any of these exercises easy? Um. Well, uh, the the glissando is easy. The the so the whistling are the um, easiest exercises, mm -hmm. but you still have to do them properly. So you still have to concentrate. Oh, and breathing is is easy. So, so the breathing exercises, those are easy. They just take time. Um, but the hard part is that you can't do all at once. I mean, that would be if you want to play some music as well, which I should do much more. So playing songs. It, as I said, it takes me up to an hour and a half. And that's just really not a lot but it's still a lot so it's both a lot and it's not a lot um the hard part is um concentrate to so concentrate for 20 25 minutes at a time and then for forcing you to take a break and then later come back to it so the coming back to it is the hard part because i always delay i i, I often have a good mornings where i get two-thirds of everything done and then i delay until the evening and there's in the back of my mind i still know that i have to do these things until and then i get tired and tired over the course of the afternoon and then it's hard to um do the rest but that's it's like that for everybody isn't it probably So, um, oh, I'm doing much less sports now <laughs> because of because this. of the trombone or just yes pure? because of the trombone. Um, I talked about this earlier, um, so it was really good. I was training very well for months uh, at a time, uh, so for many months, and then I added the trombone, and then it just got too much. And right now, it's still, it is too much. So I'm training much less than uh, about a year ago or until February. Um, and I would like to train more. But it's a choice I have to make, to consciously make what is the priority. And um, until I totally give up playing the trombone, these exercises are the priority or i decided that that is more important than um exercising which i i would love to do both in on a level that please me but i can't i don't know if i can I'm, i mean i think i'm getting i have gotten better at it over the past uh, months 
but now these past few weeks were really bad i i was really i it all got too much i mean it's i mean we we moved as well we had to move and then and i stopped taking my meds and that was a bad idea in hindsight um why i mean what do, if you can answer that because i understand i know that in a lot of ways in a lot of circumstances you can't even say why why it was a bad idea or why i stopped no why did you them? stop taking your meds? okay yeah, why'd you stop yeah let's transition to to that story um so I've been taking uh, my antidepressant uh, since two thousand and since late two thousand and nine, um, and it was fine. I don't have any a lot of at least not any what's the word nebenwirkung side effects um, that really bother me. But um, it's also not cool to have to take medication every day so um, I had in my mind that I wanted to at one point maybe hopefully not have to take these anymore um, I talked I went to a psychiatrist the last few years basically just to get these pills um, I'll get to that I get, get back to that and I talked to her and uh, during the, the height of the pandemic she wouldn't let me stop using it or reduce it because she she was giving out more and more of the of uh, um, uh, more and more meds to all of her patients for obvious reasons um but then then uh, sometime last year we decided okay it's it's fine i can reduce over it, it took took me a year to go down from 20 milligrams per day to first 10 and then five and then uh finally stop and it went fine for two or three months until it didn't and the only so i went back to the psychiatrist and um she uh, agreed that i should go uh, i should take the the meds again and then it was fine over the summer, I think. But also, uh, not taking, stopping to take the meds, and then um, coincided with me starting the Tremone. <laughs> starting, which really, maybe that was a mistake. Um, and this summer, summer, I think I went to one appointment. I have one appointment. I have to go there uh, every three months, so I get a new, uh, get a new prescription. And then I uh, went there, and they told me I, they had called me because the doctor she wasn't there, and I well they didn't call me. And then I made a new appointment. I still had some uh, some pills left uh, for a month later. And but by that time, I had realized that that doctor did not help me at all with anything i was only going there to get uh, the prescription and she never there was no path forward for me it's not like she if i didn't say anything if i didn't ask for stuff nothing would ever change and uh, it's and interestingly i mean you don't have to be a psychiatrist to prescribe uh, the medication that I take. So I was fed up. Maybe it's a very, it's a long story, very, very short, but I was fed up with um, that doctor and I didn't want to go to that uh, new apartment. And then I said, well, I, I'm doing fine. So why don't I just stop taking the meds? I did have some, interestingly, they say that you shouldn't just stop taking the meds. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did have some um, side effects because of that, which I found interesting. It was it was a little bit like having COVID. Um, so the dizziness or and or not being able to concentrate, um, that was interesting. Um, but that only lasted a few weeks, um, and I was fine for two or three months. Yeah, until I wasn't, and um, this week but i i did have a backup plan my backup plan was to go to my gp and ask him to give me uh, the pres prescription and i was there on monday and uh, he did not ask any questions 
like he should. So he, no, so I want to say that no, he should not ask any questions, and he didn't. And um, now we'll see what happens. But um, before I do this, the next time I need to have a, another plan. Um, I need to to talk to a therapist of some kind sometime in the next months. Don't I don't have to do a? I don't know if I need another year-long therapy, but I need to talk to someone else who's not my old psychiatrist to figure out what a way forward um, could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and I've been thinking a lot and I know this trombone learning stuff, it is very hard on me and it is very often it is too much combined with all the other things that I want to do or no um, with actually it's not too much compared to I mean if you have a family and children I my the other players in my I, there's people I know they have lots more to do than I do but I can't for me this is more than enough literally more than enough so um, if I did not do the trombone thing I would be <laughs> no. I won't, don't want to see say I would I would be better. But at the moment, right now, yeah, I would be better. But we once had that draft um, where we talked about our absolute favorite things to do. <laughs> I don't even remember. What and I the said. top top two things on that on my list is going to a concert. <laughs> And uh, seeing musicians play live, and the top thing is being on stage playing with my bandmates. And as long as that happens, um, I can't stop playing the trombone. And now that I know what's possible, if you really um, dedicate yourself to an instrument, and it's it's mind-boggling how much better i can get than what i was in the last uh, uh until now it's i cannot stop doing these exercises i cannot stop doing this program uh, because then i have to stop playing music altogether because it doesn't make any sense does that make sense no, that makes yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm just starting to think of uh, the term anhedonia is what I'm starting to think of. Even though, the more I think about it, it's it, it's a the clinical definition of it is failure to feel joy mm -hmm. or enjoy things that you once used. It's a symptom of depression. I know that, um, and I may not even be pronouncing well. it correctly. Hmm. I know that very well. Yeah. But also the last thing you said, you know, having kids, like having a child, I don't think Chris and I have yet really adjusted back to what it was like to not have a child because whatever you're feeling or going through, you just kind of have to put all of that off to the side <laughs> and deal with the child. And it's, it's uh yeah that's rough that's that's not easy it's not a uh but you do it you just do it like that's the there are some things in life that you just go and do like i know it at work lately and that's the thing there's things at work that you do that are intrinsically motivating so when i'm leading a team or i have a team of people that i'm working with i am motivated to shepherd and do everything for that team when it's just me it's a little harder to do that if that makes sense like it's yeah it's yeah it's just harder to do Ugh. like the same thing like when there's a crisis i love a good crisis or a good <laughs> Outside of that, I'm not, I'm like, a, ugh, I don't know what to really do just in regular life. You know, regular life is hard for me. 
I don't know what to say about that beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <clears throat> now speaking of all this, I always look at the clock and I kick myself for not doing everything earlier because now it's 7.37 right now. And, and you got and that that's totally fine. I gotta go. I gotta go sit down. And I don't want to play past eight o'clock. Even I use if I use a, a practice mood. Yeah. Mute. And go s- go do it. Right. That is that is one of those things. We've got we've got a little. We've got this. The makings of an episode in the can are are yes. slowly emerging from how we're emerging from the pandemic that we didn't realize we loved. Oh, I so loved it. I didn't even get to tell you that I actually did. I tell you that I actually appeared on my favorite podcast oh, in the world. Did? did I mention that? Um, Accuracy third. Yeah. So I'm maybe I recorded with them. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're going to release the episode. Okay. I thought it was really good, but I don't know if they're going to. They may or may not release it. I don't know. Okay. Then let me add one more thing for our diehard listeners. So we got. First of all, thank you. I don't know why you do this. Um, uh, we got two comments from Sebastian and from Don about house house ownership. We will get to that topic again at some point. I have not forgotten. Okay. It. Thank you very much. Yep, we will. And, and with yeah. that, go practice the trombone. Oh, go, I, I, go, let go, me show go. you the trombone. Wait. Okay. Oh, it's right here. I mean, I can play it for you because it's too loud, but it is here and it's beautiful. And it looks exactly like my old trombone. It just cost 2,000 euros more. <laughs> oh God. Actually, two and a half more. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it's well, nice. There you and go. my teacher doesn't like it. <laughs> but he's a trample player, so what he, can he know? What what doesn't he like about it? At uh, the brand, he says nobody oh, okay. nobody plays a Schilke Schilke uh, trombone. Schilke probably made Chicago, USA. All the trombones are made, and all the good ones are made in the U.S. Maybe oh. some are made well, in Germany. I don't know, but all the good ones. There you go. All right, go. All right, go practice. Thank See you for you. motivating me to do this, and we'll talk. Very soon. We should set up a date after you're done practicing. You're very optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) See ya. Have fun. Bye.